Hi, I'm Jacinta Franklin. And I'm Remy Rippon from Vogue Australia. We are the hosts of Baby Steps, a no-nonsense pocket fertility guide for anyone trying to have a baby. In Baby Steps, we talk to a string of experts on everything from obstetrics to fertility and surrogacy. You can find Baby Steps by searching for Baby Steps Vogue Australia wherever you get your podcast. Here's a little taste of what you will hear. We speak to Dr. Melissa Overton, General Practitioner at Coogee Beach Doctors, about getting started, from visiting your GP to the importance of a healthy lifestyle. I think the role of the GP is really um, your first point of contact. So generally for couples who are either trying to fall pregnant or have just fallen pregnant, it's we're usually the first people they come to. Um, and in terms of what we provide, uh, we can coordinate care. We can provide loads of advice in terms of how um, to go about falling pregnant, how to care for yourselves in the lead up to falling pregnant, and then um, how to care for yourselves once you are pregnant. So I think the really important thing you touched on is it's, mm. it's nice that you come in with your partner because totally. there's so much focus around f- fertility or trying for a baby just on the woman. Mm. And I think that can put a lot of, in my experience anyway, a lot of pressure yeah. on you and you and when things maybe don't go so well you're thinking mm. what did I do wrong but you have to remember you need both 100% both people for this yeah. this to work so would you encourage couples to to start the journey together and both look at their health yeah 100% so in terms of fertility obviously you know we need the woman to be optimal but we also need the man to be optimal yeah. um, so certainly when we look at a, a couple's fertility journey we want the man in that situation to be as healthy as possible mm-hmm. and we know that there are a lot of um, lifestyle things that can affect a man's sperm and so you know we want to make sure that his lifestyle is also great. During the series we are joined by Dr Devani Amaratunga from Brisbane City Fertility to break down the facts about ovulation. The more you go into your journey the harder it gets as you as we all know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've all been there, done that um, in some part of our lives. And especially, you know, the mm-hmm. more intervention you have, you really just want it to work. And the truth is, I say to my patients, um, fertility and, you know, assisted fertility is like the world's worst airport. You have no control. <laughs> you can you can mm. buy your tickets. You can pay for business class. You can do whatever you like. But honestly, the airline mm-hmm. will decide what happens in the end. So mm. you just have to get okay with that process and do what you can to keep yourself sane and that might be you know working it it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. whatever you need to do to keep your mind occupied you do it and um, get through it because it's really hard and people generally don't stop the fertility journey because they've run out of money they stop because they've run out of stamina and I say to them your your journey could be one month or it could be a few years you just need to prepare Mm. yourself for any of those scenarios and we do have help these days we are much more open look at us sitting here talking about something that you know 10 years ago was quite taboo Um, Mm. there's lots of help out there and just just ask you know and and we can help you with that the general rule is that if you don't have any alarm bells under the age of 30 it is okay to, to try for about 12 months as long as you have a regular cycle mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, you know, about 80% of uh, women and couples will be pregnant by that 12 months time. And if you're not, then it's quite important we check that no really big things are not quite right. We also sit down with Dr. Adrian Kwok and talk about navigating the physical process of pregnancy loss and where to find support. <laughs> 
So miscarriage is very common and, and people don't expect this um, when they're pregnant, especially for the first time. But, you know, quoted is often 15%, but it really depends on the population. So, you know, the, the older you are, the, the, the higher the chance of miscarriage. But overall, mm-hmm. probably 15 to 20% of yeah. known pregnancies and probably a lot more if you count the very, very early pregnancies uh, that people aren't aware they're actually pregnant. A lot of my patients, in fact, are in their 40s and uh, between 40 and 45, about, you know, over half of the pregnancies end in miscarriage. So, um, wow. And, and so, you know, that is, um, and that's an average. Now, there, are, there seem to be some people that have higher rates of miscarriage. And um, another term you might hear of is recurrent miscarriage. And that's yeah. where you have three or more mm-hmm. miscarriages in a row, or pregnancy losses in a row. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some of that's related maybe. We think it, most miscarriages are caused by chromosomal abnormalities. Mm-hmm. And that's perhaps from, you know, an egg that's not particularly good with uh, abnormal chromosomes. And that trend seems to uh, increase as one gets older. But I suspect yeah. there are younger people with eggs perhaps aren't as good and they are more yeah. prone to miscarriages. And then in the second part of the chat on pregnancy loss, we speak to obstetric social worker Deborah DeWild about grieving and pregnancy loss and where to seek emotional support. Our society probably isn't good about talking about any kind of negative disappointing traumatic experience Mm. whether or not that's the ending of a relationship or the loss of a pregnancy and a myriad of things in between I think too there's also this sense of it can be such a painfully private experience that mm. sometimes people find it difficult to talk about it. You'll all know too that often people are, are carrying this belief that this is a secret they have to keep mm. until they're 12 weeks and then yeah. suddenly you've done the 12-week scan, you've got through some of that early testing and if all is you know, looking reassuringly normal, then you can announce it to the world. Mm, So then people are very often left without a support system because they haven't shared the news with Mm. people. Mm. So there are, you know, many people would challenge that idea and and recognise that whatever's going to happen, whether or not I bring this little human to the world Mm. or whether or not I experience a loss, it makes sense to share it with people because I'm going to need my tribe around me, whatever the outcome. I think, too, there's also an aspect of wishing to protect other women Mm. in that beautiful, naive bubble where they're standing in the bathroom with a positive pregnancy test, immediately projecting several months down the track, Mm. assuming that everything will be fine. Mm. Um, it, It can be a real loss of innocence to then discover that things can be so different to what you'd expected mm-hmm. and, and often you know you feel so alone at that time because you might not know anyone else who's had that experience but mm. just as you say the moment you start talking about it suddenly all these people start to talk to you about their experience and we look at everything involved in egg freezing with associate professor mark bowman medical director of Jenea fertility Having a high MH does not guarantee that you'll get a lot of eggs or that those eggs are good. So we do have to be very honest and say it's not perfect. But again, it's this idea that we're not trying to get 50 eggs because all of those eggs will probably be no good. Yeah, you want, yeah the, the average, say, woman around 30 might get about 15 to 20 eggs. 
by about 35 that's maybe a dozen eggs and by 40 it might be six to eight or six eggs and by 43 it might only be two or three. Well you're more likely to get more eggs per round of stimulation and it's more likely that more of those eggs will be ultimately viable. We hope you enjoyed that little snippet of Baby Steps, a new podcast by Vogue Australia that is out right now. If you want to have a listen, follow or subscribe by searching for Baby Steps wherever you get your podcasts and we will see you there.